Welcome to Living the Awakened Path, a community for conversations about living consciously and aware. I'm Jada McLeod. I'm a naturopathic doctor with a clinical focus on hormonal health for women. I'm Lisa Sabatini, a healer, helping people bring healed conscious awareness to their life and relationships. Thanks for joining us in this conversation as we illuminate living the awakened path in everyday life together. together. Okay, welcome to episode three, Living the Awakened Path. Hey, Jada. Hey, Lisa. <laughs> Today we're talking about inner peace. Inner peace. Oh, it just feels so nice even just to say it. <laughs> so Lisa, I'm, I'm curious, tell us a little bit about what you've been going through recently and, and your, um, your journey to that inner peaceful place Ooh. amongst it all. Oh, we're getting personal today. Okay. Yeah. So, um, some many years back, I, uh, I went through some very serious Lyme disease treatment and it was three years of um, maybe like both, both the worst and the best years of my life. They were, it was very intense. It was horrible. It, inner peace wasn't really, um, something on my radar during that time, I have to say. So <clears throat> I healed from that. I've been, um, I've been great. I work with Lyme, um, patients and clients regularly, um, helping to heal, um, and I, re I, last week I got, I pulled a, a tick off my leg and mm. the immediate horror and terror that ensued when I found that tick on my leg, you know, I, if I was in perfect harmony and peace before that, when I, as soon as I saw it, I was completely disrupted. Mm. Mm -hmm. Just by immense fear and terror. Just the rug got pulled. Oh, Boom. oh yeah. It, and it mm -hmm. wasn't even like my eyes locked on it on my leg. And I think I just, I just blanked. Like, yeah. I, I don't, you know, um, <laughs> there wasn't even a moment for me to make any decisions on how I felt. I was immediately horrified. So the last, the past week, I, and I, I'm very fortunate. I, I've, you know, treatment right away. I know what to do. Um, all of those great things. Um, but regaining my inner peace has been work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so you were saying we were before, before the show started, you were talking about how we, you know, we could talk for in about inner peace for hours and hours. So it's almost like inner peace part one. Um, <laughs> the, you know, when there's when there's when we're dealing with storms like physical mental emotional and spiritual storms mm -hmm. yeah like when you have that moment where you're just like ticking along everything's great you're feeling amazing and then something happens like you find a tick on your leg or you suddenly realize you know your partner's been cheating on you or mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. lose your job or um something maybe less dramatic, you know, you just, you just feel extremely overwhelmed because you can't seem to get ahead of what's on your to-do list. 
um, mm. when those when those storms hit. Obviously, uh, you know, getting to a state of inner peace immediately might not be what we're looking for, but just finding our way back to that center, that still point inside of us that can that can see through a through a clearer lens, I think, of of what we're going through, and not. Uh, and not be projecting our past onto the current situation. Yeah. I think for me, like that's always, that's always been the most helpful experience is if I can get back there, you know, um, and as far as like how quickly I get back there, I don't think that matters. It's just a matter of getting back there. Um, and, uh, and being able to, to think clearly, to respond from like a loving present place, you know, that's always been real, very, very helpful for me, but it's just a matter of like, like, how do you do that? Like, how do you like, actually, Lisa, how do you do that <laughs> when you're, when you're hit with the storm? Like, what's your process? You know what? I, I think that the most important, like right off the top part of the process is that there's that intention of inner peace like sometimes we can get so rattled we forget what we're even after you know you start spiraling mm -hmm. in all this this fear or overwhelm and then what's what's the um, direction in that fog like do we have a mm -hmm. compass do we have a direction where are we going because uh, as i was saying um earlier when we're having a chat that at one time that wasn't inner peace wasn't even on my radar you know, mm -hmm. like I was a full on workaholic. My, my radar was success by how I defined it. And I'll tell you that inner peace was not part of my success plan. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, it just wasn't, it just wasn't something that even occurred to me. Now, that is a 100% my sex success plan. So, yeah. <clears throat> so what, you know, so that it's even on the radar is huge. Because mm -hmm. if I'm in turmoil, if I've got turmoil going on, no matter what triggered it or whatever is happening, and I'm overwhelmed and, you know, that's kind of taken, everything's, that's all taken over, just in remembering mm -hmm. that I'm after peace, inner peace, and that calm mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. what is going to bring me out of it. It's not even right. about necessarily what I'm doing. It's just remembering that's what I'm after because once we set our focus on that, then mm -hmm. we've set that lens. And so then from that point, everything I'm doing is intentionally fostering peacefulness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I almost kind of see it like it's like setting a GPS, mm. you know, for a certain coordinate, like if my if my like inner gps is kind of always set to love compassion inner peace um that's where my my mind and and just even my actions will will kind of non-consciously lead me back to it because that's that's kind of where i that's where i place value i guess so and that's what i i've kind of decided over the years of my life that's very important to me um, and, but it's, it's a sort of thing where I, I think when we, when we experience the opposite for long enough, we start seeing 
how hard it is <laughs> and how hard life becomes when we're living in the opposite reality. Yeah. It can sort of like prompt us to say like, okay, there must be a, there must be a better way. How can I move through this and, and stay grounded in, in my center that, that still place inside of me that knows that all is well and um, I'm okay. Um, and, you know, and that I'm, I'm capable of, you know, um, getting through whatever it is that's, you know, presenting itself to me in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. And like that, that inner peace focus, I think, um, I, you know, if you'd asked me that, like maybe like 20 years ago, I would have said, you know, that sounds really boring. And like, <laughs> is that just like me sitting in a corner meditating all day? Or is that me just like flopped out on the couch? No. Inner peace can look like somebody who is very action oriented so and, you know, has a lot going on, like a full life. Um, but doing all of those, executing all of those actions from that place of stillness is, is just so much more enjoyable, but also you just get better outcomes when I think when you do that, right? Oh, um, totally. Everything that you touch is kind of, it, it kind of marinates in that sense, that feeling of, of peace as well. And then, and then if we have that as kind of our GPS of like, okay, this is, in, this is an important um, experience that I'm wanting to cultivate in my life. I'm constantly kind of going back to that and circling back to it. Um, we can drop some of those other reasons and other motivations that keep us busy, right? Like status and money and, um, you know, like in my industry, like, like a lot of clients that I work with are, you know, I want to get to a size something or I want to see this number on the scale. And it's like, I'm not, I'm not saying that goals aren't great, but I think when our goals take us away from that sense of inner peace, mm. um, then it can, I just kind of wonder like, why, why keep going towards that? If even on the journey, you're feeling like you're constantly not good enough, you know? Definitely, which completely disturbs the inner peace. And I love so much how you said that, like that I would at one time I would have thought that's boring. And it's mm -hmm. so it's so true. I, I definitely resonate with that. I could say the exact same thing. I would have been like inner peace. Are you kidding me? Like that sounds, <laughs> you know, because I love doing stuff. I love being active. I like adrenaline filled things, you know, I'm very mm -hmm. um, fun loving kind of excitement kind of person. But, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that we have we we need this inner turmoil. It's almost it seems almost like a contradiction. But um, we can enjoy things. Truly enjoy things when we have that inner peace. And then we are you know, um, enjoying the things that we love in life at the same time. So it's walking around with this peacefulness inside of us and really enjoying um, everything that we do because we don't have this um, kind of ominous soundtrack playing in the background of like, oh man, I have to do this or I need to do that or what it, 
this isn't good enough or that's not good enough that that's inner Mm -hmm. turmoil that's suffering and then Mm -hmm. there's but there's this lack of peace so if we carry that kind of peacefulness at our center and Mm -hmm. then we are engaging in all the things we love to do we can really engage and really enjoy Mm -hmm. and then I think that's really the recipe for enjoying life yeah and definitely the way that you kind of weaved in the in like just being in the moment, enjoying it deeply. Mm. I think, I think that that really sums up what I, how I would describe inner peace, inner peace for me. It's sort of like that, that idea of moving through life without attachment and understanding that all things change and nothing is permanent. And so when I'm having a really, really, really hard day, I can, sort of come back to that center still peaceful place if I can remember you know this isn't permanent <laughs> and yeah. and um you know I can just I can be in it without the story and I can be in it without the the strong emotional reaction that can then snowball into another whole story mm. so I can just be in that hard day and just kind of stay in my breath and stay in the moment and not complicate it And then also when I'm having a very good day and I'm having an experience, you know, like, like holding my new niece and watching her and kind of feeling that joy, I can really be in it and know that this too won't last forever. And because I know that it's like, I can drop even deeper into that place of, of really thoroughly being with it, you know? Yes. Um, and um and it's and it's sort of like that that peaceful place to me is is sort of not letting myself go go too far on any of the extremes you know to really feel deeply when it's good and then when it's when life is not so good to also know like this too will change mm-hmm. <laughs> this too will change and that's that um that non-attach attachment um you know, the impermanence of everything that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, we hear so much about in Buddhism that we study so much in that, in that realm. And it's not just Buddhism, but, you know, um, very much some of the main um, core principles in, in there for sure. And that is, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that was definitely for me um, kind of getting out of this, um, you know, spiraling fear of, oh my gosh, I have this freaking tick bite and I know Mm -hmm. the kind of sickness that can ensue from that. And so Mm -hmm. kind of spiraling out into this, you know, loss of inner peace, it's disrupted by fear and, um, and sitting with that and just being like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, Mm -hmm it's okay that I'm completely freaked out right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is impermanent. It's not going to stay like this. Also, you know, um, this feeling it's impermanent. The, um, everything is impermanent. As you said, all the good things, um, the not so good things that we consider bad, um, they're impermanent. They're teaching us something. So instead of me going into, why is this happening to me? Not, you know, like, why is this happening? I went into, how is this helping me? Mm. How yeah. is this helping me right now? 
because I remember my core beliefs are that everything is for our learning. Everything is love. And if I remember that, even in these parts where it's like, this, there's no way this is love. How could this possibly be? But if I sit with it for a while I, and, and just kind of let things float, maybe I don't know right away, but I'm asking myself, how is this helping me? And then over the course of the week, I realize I have um, gone into myself so much more that I had been so distracted of things mm. outwardly and it shows, right? I, I mean, I'm so diligent about um, going into nature and, and um, I had been so distracted that I wasn't diligent about ticks in that area, which I normally am. I'm very diligent about that. So I was distracted. And then this brought me just right back into myself. Okay, I've been very distracted. And so my attention turns back inward on myself and taking mm -hmm. care of myself my all of a sudden um my movements are calculated for my health um my everything i ingest all of my food is very healthy it's to um to help me heal to get this should be all this should be constant it shouldn't just be now when i'm like uh oh <laughs> i really need mm -hmm. to you know bear down on this because I, I i want to be well but reminding me that I, this is this should be my normal that I should always be mm -hmm. loving and caring for my body and and what I'm taking in and what I'm ingesting and also aware of um, where my thoughts are going and um, and my beliefs you know and, mm -hmm. and my core beliefs are really what have helped shift me from spiraling out to you know what I, I'm just gonna focus on how this is helping me, how I can help myself and really take care of mm -hmm. myself, mind, body, emotion, spirit. And that's, mm -hmm. that's reminding me that I should be like that all the time. And suddenly my attitude about things have re has really shifted. And I'm also so grateful for so much. So I didn't even realize, you know, how off I was from that kind of optimal focus. Mm -hmm to all of a sudden boom I'm refocused and it's like okay this is this is this is what how this is helping me mm -hmm. it's I like how you describe that kind of um you know your core belief is is the guiding post in a way right and and I think it's that is just such an important thing to focus on because a lot of times we're walking around with these core beliefs that have just you know, been nurtured and watered and, you know, have been growing throughout our lives about who we are, our identity and what the world is all about and what life is all about. And um, most of us don't know what they are, right? Because we're just, mm. we're just living it out. We're just living it out. We're going through our days and those core beliefs are just sort of there always behind the scenes, kind of like pulling the strings like on a, in a puppet play, right? Yeah. Of how we respond to things. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just trying to like think back to, you know, when I really started to examine that and started to heal some of those core beliefs. And I think for me, I didn't really start doing it until I really was suffering. Like I had to really get, for me anyway, and obviously everybody's different, but 
like I went through like a major depression, major, major depression. And, um, and I didn't realize how much I could do about it. And when it came to how I was thinking and, and believing about my life. Mm. And, um, you know, I had this Powerful. belief that, yeah, like I was really holding on to this belief that there was something wrong with me and that I, I, no matter what I did, it was never enough. And it just, like, it, it was such a draining belief because it was just like spinning my wheels. And, and then knowing or believing that it didn't even matter. <laughs> I could spin my wheels 24 hours a day and still it would never be enough. And so, so yeah, so I had to really kind of dig in and, um, and examine like where that belief came from and heal it. Um, but, but I think along the way from healing some of those not so great beliefs or the beliefs that were there and they taught me a lot. <laughs> so I'm grateful yeah. that they were there in the end, uh, cause I did learn a lot from them, but, um, I think it was sort of like this natural progression where as I healed some beliefs, like it's almost like really healthy beliefs just kind of naturally popped up and took its place. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? It was yes. almost like that that part of me that's just like naturally loving, compassionate, forgiving, that part of me that naturally like trusts life and and responds to hard things with that thought of like, how is this working for me? And, um, you know, like the belief that you just mentioned, which I can't remember now, sorry. <laughs> I think you said something like, um, what is this here to teach me? Yeah, like right? that everything's love and for our learning. Yes, for our learning. Yeah. And so it's like all of those natural, naturally, like, I think they were just innately in me. But they were, they were kind of like way deep down in there, kind of um, pressurized in this little capsule. Um, because it just didn't feel safe to access it. And then it wasn't until I really healed that some of those natural beliefs started popping up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that, you know, it just, it kind of, um, it makes me think of seeds in the soil. And then you're talking about, <clears throat> to me, what it sounds like is, you know, those wounds were, were on top of these, the things that we truly know mm. that like our authentic selves know love, but then mm -hmm. wounds are created as we, as we move through life. And they, they alter our beliefs. You know, something made us feel like we weren't good enough or um, someone told us that and we believed them. You know, um, all kinds of things like this where they, the, the truth kind of starts to get buried under that stuff. And mm -hmm. then as we heal, those wounds disappear and what, what goes in place of them is that authenticity, that love, the truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like we don't even need to read these like spiritual texts necessarily. Like they're very helpful. <laughs> or we, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or because like our own, our own healers, our own teachers are really inside of us. Yes. You know, that, that innate wisdom that we all carry. Yes. Um, and I think that's why sometimes when we do read these texts or we go to a, a gathering we hear somebody speak or 
we are online scrolling Instagram and we see this really great quote. We're like, yeah, we kind of knew that already. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's just kind of waking that up. Yeah. Remembering. And so it's the remembering. Yeah. And so it's like, as we heal the wounds, the old beliefs that kept us from the inner peace, um, all of that natural remembering bubbles up or with the seed analogy, I guess for you, like, those seeds were already planted. They just now have space and, and sunshine and enough resources in the soil to really sprout up, germinate. The right environment. Hold. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we see that with the body, you know, and you, you know very well as a naturopathic doctor, that environment is so important for healing. Absolutely. Yeah. The terrain, it's so important. So, yeah, and the terrain physically but also what are what kind of thoughts are in the soil what kind of emotions what kind of yeah what kind of emotions do we do we water all the time oh you know? totally because we do we do water we we might be feeding the ones we don't necessarily want to be feeding but that becomes an addiction it also becomes a pattern that we just mm -hmm. do kind of on autopilot and that consciousness yeah. is just so important to be like oh man you know, in this moment, I am horrified. The terror is real <laughs> or mm -hmm. even like overwhelmed or stressed out or whatever it is. And to mm -hmm. remember that, um, you know, because if we're moving through life with a belief that everything's out to get us, we will make that true within ourselves. Mm -hmm. It becomes our truth and no one can tell you otherwise the only mm -hmm. one who can tell you otherwise is you you know um yeah and so we have to decide at some point you know what I choose to believe that this is happening for my benefit in some way and maybe I don't understand it right now um but I'm gonna hold that belief and that will also be true you know truth is th mm -hmm. those truths are we make those things true to us and everything that we experience will be um, an example of making us feel correct. <laughs> even mm. if, even if that experience for you was, wow, that was so amazing. I feel so invigorated and inspired. And then um, whereas I could go through that same exact experience and say, man, I, that just took the wind right out of my sails yeah yeah our beliefs really are everything and they dictate how we interface with life and uh yeah i think i think that you know anybody listening if they're thinking oh well, I'd, I'd love more inner peace but like that feels really far away i think really one of the best places to start is to look at your beliefs you mm. know take a really honest to goodness inventory um, of what some of the guiding beliefs are that that are sort of taking up the most space in your consciousness um, you know just to sit down with it and it can be humbling yeah it can be really humbling because sometimes when we sit and look at that list it can it can look a little bit like okay so so I, I am believing that I'm not good enough or I'm believing that that life is out to get me or, you know, anytime I get an email from this one person, you know, my, 
my stomach sinks and I feel like, oh, this is going to be bad news. So it's like, okay, so what is the belief behind that? Do I believe that like life is hard or something's always going to go wrong? Um, and to really look at that and, and to, to see if there's, there's themes potentially and patterns in that. Yeah. Um, and to pick the biggest and juiciest one and maybe go after it. And, and you can do kind of mindset work around it. You know, you can start watering better, better seeds. Um, and definitely do healing work. Um, you know, whether that's with a healer or whoever, um, you know, to, uh, to go to the root, the very root of it, which is something that you may or may not be aware of. Yeah. And I like how you said, okay, pick one, pick one. Yeah. Cause we have a lot of them. We can oftentimes all of those lots of things really belong to one root anyway. So if we pick one and we kind of travel down to the root, we may find that that root is actually the one root for many, uh, many things we thought were multiple things. So, mm -hmm. and, 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 so how do we do that? Like, how do, how do we even track through there? Well, as you said, like we ask ourselves questions and we answer them honestly, because sometimes we don't like those answers. I'm like, oh, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> what do I really think about that? Or, you know, just keep drilling down with questions, asking yourself questions. Why do I have fear right now? Where is it coming from? Um, and, and, and just really accept the answers even if we don't like them because that's the place where we we get to the very root of something and we can heal it and you know so, so healing that can be just through awareness even and making different choices it can be with a healer it can be there's a lot of different ways um to address that but the most important start is really just becoming aware of um what your actual beliefs are because you those beliefs can be disrupting your inner peace be the blocks to that yes yeah and if you know for me when I find myself in a storm I will and I'm really spiraling into the opposite of inner peace so if I'm feeling really anxious um overwhelmed I'll I'll just sometimes just take a breath and I'll really ask myself like what am I believing about the situation right now Hmm. Because, because sometimes my belief is actually making making the situation, period. Yeah. Or it's just making the situation worse. Yeah. Um, and so for example, like this week I've been my days have been extremely full and it seems like my to do list is literally never going to end. And I had a moment yesterday where I had to just take a breath and ask, I asked myself that question. I didn't do it kind of consciously. I think it was more, I just did it by habit, but like, what am I believing about the situation? And I realized that, that one of these old beliefs was, was kind of circling back into my life of, you know, that, um, that I have to do everything that mm -hmm. I have to, that I have to have my hand on every little thing that happens in my business. Mm -hmm. And uh, that belief was coming from like a place of like ego and perfectionism and all of that. And I just took a breath and I just asked myself if I wanted to keep believing that, if it was serving me or not. You know, 
is having a hand in every single aspect of my business really, really working for me? <laughs> yeah. And then when I when I came to that answer, I was like, no. And then this morning, I I hired a new VA, a virtual assistant, because awesome. I was like, somebody else can be doing some things, and I don't have to do it all. And I think a lot of people could probably relate to that, like that feeling of having to do it all, yeah, and having to do it all today, or having to do it all perfectly. Mm-hmm. And then when when I was able to examine that and make take action on it, it was like. Oh, today I, after that um, hiring, I realized I definitely feel more inner peace. Amazing. Because that's more important to me than being able to stand up with my chest out and say, I am so proud of myself. I did everything (laughs) all by myself. You know, it just isn't worth it to me. Yeah. Amazing. Because you, that was your, your calibration, your GPS was okay inner peace but what happens is the success comes with that you know like even business success will come with that because you're not worn out you're not exhausted you can bring your best to everything you have that inner peace so you've it it brings this balance to what Mm -hmm. you're doing and um and I love how you went through that process where you were like okay what's the issue here and oh it's this old pattern that's circling back of I have to do everything and mm-hmm. um and then and then you immediately applied that and made a decision to change that pattern and to do something about it and that is such a huge key in in like mm-hmm. creating and maintaining that that peacefulness is to be like it, doing something taking action in in and that taking action might just be making a different choice from what we we normally do like Mm -hmm. I normally would just keep going and just I have to get this done or why don't I get the appropriate help for this and so that I can um, utilize myself and my own resources in a better way Mm -hmm. yeah and it it takes It takes courage, I guess. Maybe courage is a big word for that, but it takes some courage to be willing to change. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like to be willing to change and do things differently because there's always risks, right? There's always risks when you're like, okay, I want to change up this pattern in my life. Living is risky. I want to show up differently. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Walking, well, waking up in the, well, we're not walking at our front doors as much these days, but waking up in the morning is risky. (laughs) It is though. Living is risky. We cannot be risk adverse in life you know there's smart ways of doing things but like to be completely risk-free is not living no no absolutely not because then you just get locked in and boxed in and it just feels so suffocating to me but I'm sure there was a moment in my life where it felt very comfortable to be in that little box yeah (laughs) yeah until you so until you ran out of breath yeah (laughs) <laughs> until you until you literally start outgrowing it and yes, you realize okay it, i got to i got to break free here I have in to some take way. the risk of opening the box lid and stepping out of the box yes yeah <laughs> yeah and that just feels so much better <laughs> so yeah. much more freedom yeah amazing so, i love yeah. it yeah yeah me too so lisa as we wrap up today mm-hmm. i'm curious about how you're planning on moving forward with this whole tick experience. 
um, and, and kind of maintaining that inner peace as you move through it. Yeah. You know, what's so amazing is that I just, I woke up, I woke up so, uh, so different today. You know, I was like, I really feel like everything shifted and that's from, from me just doing all of the things, you know, reaching out for, for help, um, receiving that help, you know, um, like doing the healing work, paying attention to what I need, resting, all of those things. And those things aren't, are not easy for me to do. I know they're not easy for a lot of people to do, but I did them because I'm after that peacefulness. I'm after that, you know, so, um, can you repeat the question? <laughs> I've kind of lost myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're getting there. But what I was curious about is like, what actions are you taking to kind of maintain that inner peace? Yeah. So um, all of those things, you know, and um, also just refocusing, remembering that th how this is helping me and it's already showing up. You know, I already see how this experience is going to help me help others. It's helping me help me. Um, you know, my previous experience with Lyme was very different than this is. Very, this is acute. It's very different from how I, um, um, when I was, you know, deep into Lyme disease last time I was treated because I'd had it for years and I didn't know. So this is very different. And um, it also echoes just how my life is different and how I'm approaching it. And um, so all of that and just that and that belief of um, it's helping me and I already see how it's helping me is maintaining this inner peace because what it comes down to is just this trust mm -hmm. trust in knowing mm -hmm. that that it's okay that this is this is already helping me grow mm. and that gives me peace yeah like finding the meaning and and the trust yeah, that's beautiful, Lisa. Thanks. Yeah, I, the trust is the is definitely the cornerstone. Yeah, in that book. Lovely. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing your experience there. Yeah, I'm happy to. I'm. I'm. You know, I. I'm looking forward to um um people's feedback on this episode because I love to hear about what people think and feel about inner peace. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. It's such a it's such a great topic. As we said, this will be part one. I'm yeah. sure we'll we'll chat about it again. Awesome. And so we'll be back on Clubhouse next Wednesday. So just uh, check the social media. We'll we'll post beforehand, and um, we're looking forward to welcoming more voices to the conversation. Yeah, join the conversation. So I'm Jada, and I'm Lisa. Thanks for joining us as we've illuminated living the awakened path in everyday life together. Together. <laughs> <laughs>